Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Well, good morning, everyone. It's so good to see you again this morning. And I hope you enjoyed the worship. And uh, I know that the presence of God is just so strong, even though we're online. I pray that you are blessed, encouraged, strengthened. Of course, for those of you who don't know who I am, my name's Brad. My wife, Alison, and I, we are the pastors of Horizon Church. And last week, we started a new series called What's On Your Mind? And I've had so much uh, feedback from people who've been blessed and uh, who've really taken this sermon series on board. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's message, can I please encourage you to do that? Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God to demolish strongholds. And so of course today we're gonna continue with that series and we're gonna have a look at part two, what's on your mind. So if you have your Bibles this morning, could you please turn with me to the book of Philippians? We're gonna have a look at chapter four, verse six, and we're gonna read one of the uh, great passages in the Word of God in this area of worry, anxiety, and what goes on in our minds. Philippians chapter four, verse six says, be anxious, watch this, for nothing. And so the question is, is that even humanly possible? Paul gives us an answer. He says, instead of worrying and being anxious about things, he says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Verse seven says, and the peace of God, who's thankful for the peace of God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I don't know if you've ever had a time in your life where you've been worried about something. Perhaps that worry has led to anxiety. Anxiety left unchecked can lead to depression and and severe discouragement. I've certainly had times in my own life where I've worried about things. I've definitely had occasions in my life where I've been one of those people who, you know, a little thought about something and you think about it. And next thing you know, you're having broken sleep, 1am, 2am, 3am, just stewing over things. You know, the Bible warns us against worry and anxiety. Worry is so powerful that it can actually cause havoc in our well-being. It has the ability to produce headaches and neck pain, uh, can lead to an upset stomach, stomach ulcers, back pain. Jesus actually warns against worry. He says to us, do not worry. And for some people, worry will act as an occasional visitor. Uh, for others, it's a constant, a constant companion. I know back in my youth ministry days, I would definitely say that I was a worrying person. I'd worry about Friday night youth going back many years ago. I'd worry about young people. And I had to learn to take those worries and become a person that learned to depend on the goodness of God. 
In this season, in this global pandemic, in this lockdown that we're a part of here in New South Wales, I know that many people may be suffering right now with worry and anxiety. Worry is one of those things that we keep to ourselves, we internalise, we don't share it with too many people. We, we, we like to stew over certain things. And I wanna encourage you as we go through this series, What's On Your Mind, that this whole series is about you and I taking the time to actually consider these thoughts. Are these thoughts congruent with the Word of God? Are we thinking and worrying about something that, to be honest, probably will never actually eventuate. And God gives us some solutions in the passage that we read this morning, because I believe that the Word of God has a solution for your worry. If you're a person who's prone to think anxious thoughts and you find yourself moving in a direction in your thought life that is unhealthy for you. Well, at Horizon Church, I want you to know that we believe that the Word of God is powerful. In fact, the Scriptures tell us that the Word of God is living and powerful. And there are solutions for your worries. There are solutions for the anxieties and the things that you feel and the things that you are going through. God cares about your thought life. Let me say that again. God cares about your thought life. Last week, we mentioned a great Scripture, Proverbs chapter 23, verse seven, which says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Another way of saying that is, as a man thinks in his heart, so he becomes. Your thoughts matter to the Lord. In the passage that we read this morning out of Paul's writings, out of the book of Philippians, uh, Paul tells us that we are not to be anxious for anything, be anxious for nothing. The Greek word that's actually used there for the word anxious literally means to be pulled apart. In other words, your thoughts will go in a particular direction then the next thing you know, it's been swayed in, a, in the opposite direction and our hopes go in one direction and anxiety pulls us in another way. In other words, Anxiety has the power to literally pull your life apart. It causes you to dwell and think on things that rob you of your joy, robs you of peace and robs you of life. God's plan for us is that we would not be robbed of peace and of joy and of life. God's plan for us is that the thoughts that we think about, the thoughts that come into our minds and also come out of our minds are congruent. They are in sync with, with what the Word of God, with the Bible actually says about you. So this morning we read Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, be anxious for nothing. And the Word gives us an antidote it actually gives us a solution if you are a person who's bent towards worry. It says, but in everything, watch this, three things. By prayer, by supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So the Bible says that 
we are to pray with supplication and lastly, with thanksgiving. Now, I want you to capture this before we actually look at these uh, three things that the Bible says that we should do. I want you to write this down and it's this. The cure for anxiety, because there is a cure. The cure for anxiety is not by suppression, but by expression. Let me say that again. The cure for anxiety is not by suppression, but by expression. Look at the three things that the Bible tells us to do. Pray, supplication, thanksgiving. All three that Paul is calling us to do. He is calling us to express something and you'll find that when you are bent or given to worry and anxiety, we tend to try and work it through ourselves. But the Bible says there are three things that we can do and it calls us to a place of expression, not suppression. First thing that Paul tells us to do, and that is we are to pray. Never underestimate the power of your prayer life. When you pray, worry must flee in the Name of Jesus. Let me say it this way. Prayer and worry cannot coexist. Prayer is powerful. Now think about this for a moment. Worrying takes a lot of energy. Anxiety takes a lot of energy. And Paul said that we should take that energy And rather than allocating it to bad thoughts, negative thoughts, Paul says, take that energy and put it into prayer. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, the Bible says, we are to pray. Can I encourage you in this season to be a person of prayer? There are many things that are demanding our attention at the moment, thoughts of the future, Thoughts of, will life ever get back to normal? I wanna let you know this morning that when you pray, there is something powerful about communing with your heavenly Father, where you get proper perspective on life and on situations. And most of the things that we worry and think about will actually never eventuate. But when we pray, our minds and our hearts sync with the purposes of God for our lives. The devil is a thief and he wants to rob you. He wants you to think, think through the night. He wants you to think thoughts of uh, depression and hopelessness. Jesus said that He has come to give you life and life more abundantly. We need to pray. We need to pray in the morning. We need to pray during the day. We need to pray in the evening. We need to pray before we go to bed because worry and anxiety must bow its knee to the Lordship of Jesus Christ as we pray. Paul tells us that the type of prayers that we are to pray, he uses a word I suppose that's not really used in everyday language. And that is, he said, we are to pray with Supplication, that's the second thing Paul tells us to do. Now, supplication essentially is this. When we say we pray, prayer can be somewhat general. 
But supplication is when we pray about something that's actually specific. In other words, it's not just general prayers, excuse me, Lord, you know, bless us and help us and encourage us. Paul says, take the good things. Take the things that seem small and insignificant. In fact, the New Living Translation puts it this way, and it's a great way to understand this word supplication. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Watch this, tell God what you need. I want you to dwell on that thought for a moment. Tell God what you need. When was the last time you actually told God what you need? Uh, I love prayer and I love spending time in prayer. Uh, But sometimes it's easy for us in our prayer life uh, for us to become a bit of a, a, I suppose, a a habitual experience, an experience of doing something that we do day by day, which is fantastic. We never wanna neglect that. But when was the last time you actually told God what you need? So I wanna challenge you in that right now. What is it that you need? What is it right now in this season that you're believing for that you can say to God, God, this matters to me. In other words, what we're saying is we are taking prayers to the Lord, supplication, and we are asking for something specific. Sometimes we find it difficult to ask God for something specific. And you know why we struggle with that as believers? Because there's an inward dialogue that's actually going on. And it's simply this, is God really that interested? And the answer is, yes, He is. You know why? Never forget this. If it bothers you, then it actually bothers Him. He loves you so much. He cares about you. He cares about the inward dialogue. He cares about the things that you think about. Remember this, there is nothing too great for God's power and nothing too small for His fatherly care. In the exact same way, as we take these things to God, our interests and our concerns, we we need to be specific with God. We need to let Him know, exactly what's on our mind. Now, some people may find it actually easier to write it out. I wanna encourage you, when was the last time you actually wrote out the things that you specifically need from Him? When was the last time you got your iPhone out, you pulled out your note file and you said, hey God, can we just have a real conversation today? Jesus, these five things, they really matter to me. Can I bring them before you? We can cast all our cares upon Him for He cares for you, amen. It's good to identify these things. It's good to take these concerns and these worries and to bring them before the Lord. You might be worried and concerned right now about a son or a daughter. You may be concerned about your financial future. You may be concerned about your health. You may be concerned about your marriage and things have been really difficult for you in this lockdown season and 
Maybe you, you can't see too much hope in your marriage. Perhaps for you, you feel as though life has not really gone anywhere in the last couple of years. And this pandemic has just simply highlighted a lack of forward momentum. You've had dreams in your heart. Some of you, you're getting closer to 40, you're getting closer to 50. And you're thinking, Lord, these dreams that I had in my heart as a young person, will they ever come to pass? The Word of God says, you are to take everything to the Lord in prayer with supplication. Write it out, be specific and say to your Father in heaven, Father, these things are burdening me. Can you help me in this situation? And the promise of God to the righteous, to the believer, is that He hears our prayers. Paul says that we are to pray with supplication. And lastly, he says that we are to bring these concerns to the Lord with thanksgiving. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. I love 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. It's such a challenging Scripture. Uh, the Word of God says, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Psalm 34, verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. What a challenge. You know, uh, this is one of the great habits to develop in life, to be a person who gives thanks. You know, I've made it a habit, a character that I give thanks regardless. I give thanks in the morning, I'll be driving along in the car and I'll just find myself saying, thank you, Lord. What am I saying thank you for? I don't know, but thank you, Lord. Why? Because I will bless the Lord at all times. There's great power in thanksgiving. Thanksgiving has the ability to shift your thinking. Thanksgiving has the ability to eliminate negative thinking, negative thoughts. There's two ways you can give thanks. You can give thanks and remember. You don't have to remember necessarily in order to give thanks. Sometimes you can just say thank you and later on be like, yeah, that's right. Thank you, God, for that. Give thanks and remember, or you can remember and give thanks. There's so much that He's done for us. There's so, so much good that the Lord has blessed us with. There's so much to be thankful for. You know, as part of this break that Alison and I had uh, for the last couple of months, which we were so thankful for, there was a day where it was kind of very easy for us to be ungrateful because we had all these plans. Uh, we were gonna go and visit family in Perth uh, because of the border closures. We've not been able to see family in Perth for coming up to two years now. Many of you know that my mother passed away. So my dad lives by himself. So going over to Perth, at least for a week to see family really meant a lot to us. Um, we had planned a little family holiday in Queensland and 
and we were kind of just looking to do some things that would just be really good for us, not only as a couple, but also as a family. Well, a couple of weeks into the break, lockdown kicked in. And the vast majority of our lockdown or our break, I should say, was actually spent in lockdown. Man, I was upset (laughs) because I wanted to go to Perth. I wanted to go to Queensland. And all those plans were thrown out the window. One day, Alison and I, we were just going for a nice walk in the Shire, staying in our LGA. And man, it was just so good. It was just so good to walk and enjoy the fresh air. And all of a sudden I realised there's so much to be thankful for. It may not have worked out how I wanted it to, but I was thankful. I was thankful that I was with my wife. I was thankful that I was walking. I was thankful that I could breathe. I I was thankful that we could dialogue. All of a sudden, as I had an attitude of thanksgiving, watch this, the things which bothered me, they just dissipated. And gratitude shifted something in my emotions and in my mind. Paul says that if we do these things, if we pray with supplication and thanksgiving, he said, There's a result, there's a promise, there's something, something that God does. You do your part and the Lord's gonna do something awesome for you. Philippians chapter four, verse seven says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. In other words, you should be fretting. You should be worried. But when the peace of God comes, it transcends all human understanding. Thank God for supernatural peace. Thank God for Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Other people are gonna worry. Other people are gonna stay up during the night thinking about work, thinking about their job and thinking about what's going on in the world because they've been watching way too much YouTube. But you've spent time in the presence of God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, has guarded your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I love that word that's used there, the word guard. Think about this for a moment. Paul says, supernatural peace that God gives has the ability to guard your heart and your mind. The word guard, the Greek word that's used there, is Paul saying, think of a Roman garrison. A Roman garrison was essentially made up of 300 to 1,000 soldiers. Paul knew a lot about that been in chains, uh, he, he knew what Roman prisons were all about for preaching the Gospel. Paul says, the peace of God is so powerful that it's literally like 300 to 1,000 soldiers guarding your heart and your mind. In other words, shielding you from anxiety and worry. 
There is a biblical solution. God has a plan. And that is, will we pray? Will we be specific in our need? And by faith, will we give thanks? And the peace of God, which transcends human understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. There are a lot of people who are struggling with worry, struggling with anxiety. Anxiety is so powerful at times that can actually paralyse people, literally physically. People have an inability to move. We take authority over that as we embrace God's amazing Word and the future that He has planned for you and for me. Maybe today you're watching online and you're engaged with our church, Horizon Church, and you've been exploring Christianity, but you've never really opened up your heart to God. I want you to know today, you've not watched this broadcast, whether on YouTube or Facebook, or you've been invited by a friend, I'm not too sure. You've not watched this by accident or by chance. Worry is powerful. It can really hurt you. But you've heard this message today because God loves you and He wants you to know that there is a solution and it's found in Jesus. We are in a moment gonna pray a prayer. It's a simple prayer that invites the Son of God, Jesus Christ, to come into our lives. Maybe you've never prayed this prayer before or you did a long time ago, but you've moved away from the purposes of God. As we pray this prayer, I'm gonna ask you, wherever you are in your living room, maybe in your car, you're on your phone, I'm, I'm not too sure, on your computer, wherever you are, God hears you today. He cares for you and He wants to help you. Why don't you pray this prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe in You. Come into my heart and be my Saviour. I receive Your forgiveness love and complete acceptance. I am now set free from my past. I am now a child of God. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.